What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Roll for Persuasion. I'm Andrew. This is my show where I chat with nerdy creatives, creators in the tabletop gaming entertainment space. I get to have awesome people on and have awesome conversations where we chat about the awesome things that they are doing, which is awesome for me. Speaking of awesome, uh, one of my sponsors for the show is very awesome, awesomedice.com. They make exactly what you think they make, awesome dice. So if you need great dice for your various tabletop games, whether you're playing D&D, Cthulhu, other games that involve dice, you can go there and check them out. You can use the code ROLLPERSUASION to save 10% on your order, and a bit of that goes to support the show. So I very much appreciate it, and we appreciate their support. So check them out, awesomedice.com. They help make the show happen each and every week. So let's go ahead and get into it with this week's guest. Very excited to welcome onto the show Kevin Parr, co-creator of Dice Cream Sandwich. They are D&D content creators. You specifically do awesome stuff on TikTok, which I am excited to talk about. But yeah, man, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This is very exciting. <laughs> I've been a fan of the show for a while, so this is awesome. Thank you. Let's do it. Well, it's super cool when uh, when people who are fans of each other can come together and make something cool. So I'm glad to have you here, dude. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, man. So in a nutshell, real quick, describe what you do as a content creator, what Dice Cream Sandwich is, kind of uh, everything you guys have going on. Yeah, well, uh, it's quite a lot. But yeah, basically, in a nutshell, uh, Dice Cream Sandwich, we are D&D content uh, creators. Um, myself and a group of friends, we make you know, we're on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all over the place, making like D&D memes, making fun video skits, just kind of a, just all over the place, making fun D&D content uh, for social platforms. Um, we started like, oh man, like I think almost three years ago now. Um, typical story of, you know, we've been playing D&D for a while, wanted to stream it for fun uh started we st we had no idea what we were doing we started on facebook right. live where all the people are um <laughs> on a facebook page because most it was mostly because our friends wanted to watch us play just yeah. within our own social circle um so we started that started instagram and instagram started doing really well with like the different content we were making mm -hmm. and our our uh eventually we went to twitch um, eventually uh we realized that's where you know the place to be was um, and then, you know, our numbers were like pretty small and like, you know, we had like a hundred followers, 200 followers there on Twitch and a couple thousand on Instagram. And then once we joined, uh, TikTok, then the, the channels really started to blow up, yeah. um, found this incredible community of, of other like-minded D&D creators on there that are just super supportive. And then our numbers just started to blow up. Um, I started um a new a new show on the channel called dice cream one shots that really also helps uh bring awareness to to us and and to all the content we make um the one shots are basically me collaborating with other D, &D tiktokers telling stories doing little mini campaigns um and our viewer count on our live streams went from like 20 viewers here and there to at one point the highest was 300 viewers uh for like like man like having 300 viewers for like more than an hour is just right. like insane yeah. Yeah. um so yeah so we've just kind of been keeping it going from there we just ended like our sort of season one of uh the dice cream one shots on our mm -hmm. twitch channel but we still have our our main campaign still going that's on every tuesday at like 7 30 p.m pst um 
that my awesome friend Jordy Rose uh, DMs and I DM all the one shots. Um, but yeah, it's it's been amazing just <laughs> making all this content for the D&D community and just seeing this weird growth we've had over the last couple of years has been amazing and afforded opportunities like talking to you today. So it's pretty yeah. crazy. So I, one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you, obviously, is TikTok. And I think I've tweeted about this before, but um, I, I think I am for, like fully over the hill that would allow me to <laughs> understand and be relevant on TikTok. <laughs> And I have a theory about this. Um, and so if you don't want to answer, that's totally fine. But, but how old are you? I'm 33. You're th- okay. Well, then there goes the theory. Because my theory <laughs> was that, that those of us who were a little too old to be on Vine, like, because I'm, I'm 31, hmm. like, like kind of just missed out on Vine a bit, are never going to get TikTok. Because like, I, I, feel, I feel so old. I open it up. I've downloaded it probably three or four times specifically to make D&D content. And I, and same thing happened to me with the vines. Maybe it's just me, but I'll go there to film something and I'll just be like, this is a lot of work. I, this just feels like too much work. I don't, you know, like all of my create, like I consider myself a fairly funny person and creative person, but like all that juice just drains the moment I've tried to open it up. So all that to say, I have wild respect for anyone who does anything on TikTok, but particularly, you know, people like us in our early thirties or, or older, just because it's so difficult for me <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like you know tip of the hat to anyone who can pull it off so certainly to you oh thanks a lot <laughs> yeah it's well it's just like any other app right it has its own language it has its own style has its own sense of humor mm-hmm. um but what i found especially having like i joined the app when did i join i think it was like near the fall of 2018 is when i mm-hmm. made my first uh post which is actually it was a critical role post because um, I live in Vancouver, BC, in Canada. Uh, and before the, the quarantine, all business started to go down, uh, I ran my own little social media marketing business. So mm-hmm. I worked with you know, restaurants, bars, companies, and ran their social medias for them, made content for them. So like filming stuff on that medium, uh, I've been doing it for a long time and sure. doing it daily as, as a job. So the practice of just kind of diving into a new social mm-hmm. app uh, it was nothing that was not very foreign to me, but the first post I ever made, cause I would actually host, it was funny too, cause it was at a sports bar, but I would host live critical role viewing parties, um, okay. in the back private room of one of the sports bars that I did work for. Cause it just, just meeting, you know, when you're in D and D you tend to just seek out your own, no matter where you are. Right, yeah. Um, and wound up hooking up with this awesome, uh, critical role fan club in Vancouver specifically. Um, and I can't remember how that how it came up, but they were like, yeah, we should all just find a place to just watch Critical Role live, like in yeah. a bar setting. That'd be so much fun. And then we started doing it in the back of this private room. And the first TikTok I made was me just doing this pan shot, kind of go over, going over this packed room. It was sold out. Right. Uh, and wow. everyone singing together the Critical Role theme song. Yeah. Like all in unison. And it was like a 15 second video. I was like, critical Role live. Like, this is so much fun. And it got like 65,000 views. And that was oh, the first wow. video I did. Yeah. So right off the bat, you're like, okay, this now, is, is that, strange. Is that encouraging? Like, oh, hey, this oh, is attainable. Totally. Or, is it, or is it also like, well, the bar is set very high. Like anything lower than this, like I feel like a failure. <laughs> like, does I that mean, make sense? I don't know. I think, I think that just comes to like your mindset as a person. Like sure, if you're somebody yeah. who's like, oh my God, it'll never be this good ever again. Or if you're like, okay, that was insane. Let's keep it going. That worked. Um, let's, let's refine and try again. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the TikTok app itself is, is so 
can be so unpredictable sometimes in the volatility of like mm-hmm. it's how things get viewed and how people blow up like i've been on the app since like again like september ish 2018 yeah my follower count right now is like around 35,000 followers on tiktok and that's over like a year and a bit time i've been on the app mm-hmm. as far as and there's there i've literally seen accounts like creators come onto the app make their first few posts and within two months get a hundred thousand followers that's like, insane just seeing people just like grow and these insane numbers and go on to make like their own amazing Twitch channels and D and D streams and everything. Um, But I've never had that mindset of like seeing that and getting like discouraged or like, yeah, sure. You know, uh, being intimidated. I've always had the mindset of just like, I like making what I make. Right. Um, Right. And you know, there can be times when like, you know, you're going through the ups and downs of like you make a video and it has no views and some people do get discouraged and are like, oh, I'm not gaining anything. But I just kind of mm-hmm. go like, all right, that didn't work. On to the next thing. Like, I don't take yeah. it too personally. Yeah, for um, sure. But uh, yeah, that was the first post I made. And then after that, you're just like, holy, like that was the most views I've ever had on anything. Um, especially in that first sort of year of TikTok, those first few months, like people were just blowing up left, right and center. I mean, yeah. it, it was an entire new landscape to the social media community that you could just hop in this app and get like a million views in one post right like never really been seen before except for like maybe the first year or two of like instagram or twitter like when any new social platform kind of kind of is created and has that much traction it's something to really Mm -hmm. like pay attention to so yeah it's been crazy that's super cool so so what came first then um like dice cream sandwich the like the group of of you and, and your friends or the TikTok, or like, were you kind of like, oh, this is this content works, let's make more? Or did they kind of happen differently? Yeah, so the dice cream sandwich uh, group happened first. It was me and uh, a group of just wonderful close friends of mine. Because um, my D&D, like everyone has their story, like how they got into D&D. My, right, my yeah. like D&D introduction was like three years prior to when, when this dice cream thing happened. Um, I was bartending in a party bar and, and some friends of mine would, and I was always working the same shift. It was like Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And this group of friends of mine would always come to the bar at like 11 AM and have brunch right when we opened yeah. to like hang out, have brunch, have like mimosas. And then they'd go play D and D and they'd always come into the bar and tell me about like what their session was like the week before or yeah. like what they did. And I, and I, like I knew these people before they're regulars and, and friends of mine from outside work. Um, and I've just, always been a nerd and a fantasy guy myself so i was like oh this is so cool no 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 like i've always wanted to play and eventually they're like you should come join like come hang out with us so i went to a session with them and and then i've been kind of playing off and on ever since and then when we wanted me and my friend uh Jordy rose who's like my main creative partner in all this uh he didn't have a campaign to dm because he was dming mm-hmm. that group at the time oh gotcha. um and we were both just like hadn't played in a little bit we're like working for a group like man we and like we had a conversation earlier, like maybe the, a year before, like we really want to try streaming a game. Like it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like we had, you know, we had, didn't have any big lofty goals. Like we're going to be the next critical role. Like it was just right. doing it for fun, which, yeah. you know, you always hear people saying like they want to stream their game. They feel intimidated or what's the point. But mm-hmm. we just had the mindset of like, we just want to, our friends want to see us do this. Like yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was me and uh, we did Curse of Strahd. Mm. um which was our first campaign and we would just 
have people come over to uh, my partner and I's apartment and just put cameras around the table. And we were doing that for almost a year, I think, or like at least like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Again, we started on a Facebook page, Facebook yeah. Live, with like the worst cameras, the worst live editing right. tools. It was so bad. And uh, my friend Jody Rose got really obsessed about like how to stream properly, how to get better equipment, what programs sure. to use. Um, and kept upgrading our, our setup, bought like a new laptop just so we could stream better. It's the best guy ever. Um, and, uh, and then we just kept doing that more and more. Eventually we moved from the Facebook page to Twitch and, and, and then I joined, I can't remember, like I knew TikTok was around before I did, uh, D and D content, but our Instagram was doing really well. So I would, mm-hmm. I would make like her own me like original D D memes that I'd always do super well and get like thousands of likes and shares and stuff. And it was just like, whoa, okay, this is cool. People seem to like what I'm doing with that. And then yeah. uh just so like, well, it's like I wasn't even aware if there was D D TikTok stuff. And then I started looking for it on the app. And then lo and behold, there was a ton of it. Like yeah. any it just seems like any kind of whatever genre or content you're into if there's a social platform there is a community somewhere on there right making yeah, that stuff that makes sense um so just seeing these creators making these amazing videos that were getting thousands hundreds of thousands of views and being like okay like maybe we should get represented on here and um and like i said like our our attention to our channel was like very small but again mm-hmm. we were just like doing it for fun uh just seeing what we could do with it. And then it wasn't until I started posting on TikTok that we just got this huge influx of attention. Because like I said, like if anyone out there had joined Instagram or Twitter when it was fairly new, uh, yeah. the amount of reach you could get and the amount of people that saw your stuff was like incredible compared to what it is now. Sure. Um, so, and we were able to just tap into that D&D community of TikTok and then just made them aware of our show. And then viewers started coming in. And then when I started doing the one shots and started collaborating with other D&D creators, people who had really big audiences and, and a lot of influence in the space. And most of them had never done a D&D Twitch channel before. Mm-hmm. None of them had uh, done a collaborative thing like that. Um, and there, there were some D&D uh, Twitch channels happening through TikTok, like one shot questers, Nat 20 show, things like that. Um, and then there's been, there have been creators that have gone on to make huge D and D Twitch channels out of the D and D TikTok space alone, just from the support yeah. and love from there, like the welcome in and a few others out there. Um, so yeah, and that, so we were a group at the start and then the D and D TikTok stuff just helped to elevate that space so much. So it's been really kind of a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what is your like what's your mindset and approach around TikTok specifically like when you when you're thinking like hey it's a good idea for for a video are are there kind of like repeatable elements that you're like okay I know that this works well you know uh like a small skit or I know that like referencing something else in pop culture like are, are there pieces that you just kind of know fit and make sense in a video that that you kind of try and like follow a formula or is it just kind of whatever you feel like when when you're making something Man, I mean, I think everyone's process on, like on the app is very different. I think everyone has their own way of making content. Like there's definitely, especially for D&D TikTok creator or creators, there's certainly a type of content that's very popular. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, the structure of, of a type of content that's popular in the app itself where you take like a, a bit of audio 
Mm-hmm. Like, cause you can, through the TikTok app, you can cycle through audios, whether you see a, a post as a certain audio, you can save it to make your own video right. with. So a common practice is to take like a piece of audio they see, make their own video with it and just kind of replace context with whatever they're into. So sure, you sure. find a piece of audio that you like, you're a D&D TikTok creator, you take that piece of audio and you make like your own D&D joke with it. Like bar jokes, very popular, uh, <laughs> so yeah. on and so forth. Um, but everyone like everyone in the app kind of has their own style to a degree. Like mm-hmm. there is definitely a type of content that's very similar, but the creators that are really big on the app tend to have, they all have their individual voice and style and how they make stuff. Some people you can tell the videos are just like made fairly quickly on the spot Mm. and it does really, really well. Some other creators will like take their time and like film it with good cameras, do great editing, um, put a lot of work into it and maybe post like once a day or once every couple of days. And those videos do really, really well. Um, For myself, like I've, definitely gone back and forth to being like, oh, I'm just going to post when I feel like it. And then yeah. kind of be on a roll with like a lot of, you know, having a lot of high views and be like, I got to do this every day. I got to do this like three times a day or it's all going to go away. And then you just yeah, stress yeah. yourself out and then your content doesn't wind up being very good and the views right. start dropping. So it becomes I, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, yeah. And I think yeah. that's just with any content creator out there that's trying to make yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and especially for TikTok, a lot of these D and D TikTok creators too, this is the first for a lot of them. This is the first time they've had genuine, like real success on a social media app. Cause oh, yeah. the way sense. the algorithms are on these social apps these days, like Instagram, Facebook, uh, it can be really hard for people to break out more yeah. than ever. And this first, that first year of TikTok, I mean, the algorithm for TikTok has kind of gone up and down all over the place, but that if you were on that first year, man, the, the rate of getting videos out was just incredible. So a lot of these people who have tried to be successful on Twitch, tried to make their own Instagram and just never got anywhere, suddenly mm-hmm. find themselves in a situation where like, oh my God, I have 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. This is amazing. Yeah. What is going on here? Um, so yeah, I think everyone's unique in their, own, in their own way. They make their content. For myself, I've kind of found a, a good balance of like making stuff when I feel like it, um, mm-hmm. when I feel inspired to make something, and not trying to force it too much um, and get too obsessive about it. Cause I feel, you know, getting too obsessed with your own creations and social media can also be bad for your right. mental health a little bit. Oh yeah. If you're putting sure. way too much importance on it. Like if you make like, you know, you spend a whole day making say three or four or five videos and you post them all and they get like no views or they don't pop off and you're like, I'm the worst. <laughs> like you just yeah, get so yeah. down yourself and it's like, you know, it's like, it's not, the end of the world but yeah yeah for some people it can be really important but but yeah everyone's got their own unique spin on it so right now we're at an interesting time i assume for tiktokers um with everyone we record at least uh, you know if you're listening to this in the future but you this may not make any sense to you but right now um in the u.s they're talking about and they're pushing for i say they uh, the president's pushing for a ban of tiktok in the u.s yes which you know we can talk all about the politics of that later but what does that mean? You're, you're in Canada, but I assume that you probably have a decent amount of viewership in the U.S. I don't know if you can see oh, your, yeah. your regional numbers. But so for you as a creator on the platform, how is that kind of impacting you right now? Like, okay, this, you know, this might be shut off for a big chunk of my audience. Like, like what's kind of, where are you at mentally with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Trump says a lot of things. <laughs> 
that all don't the time. Happen. Yeah. And most of the time, nothing happens. This, though, is something that is like for real, though. Not right. that, you know, the app's going to be deleted and it's going to be away forever. The fact that he wants to sell the portion of the company that has Chinese interests in it to an American company. Mm-hmm. Um, they were given like 45 days to like right. sell that piece off. Um, and I don't think that anyone's officially bought that yet, but I know there's a lot of rumors and speculation that someone like Microsoft is going to buy that portion, basically right. keeping like the American invested interest of TikTok in America yeah. owned by an American company. It's going to happen. I mean, it's really when there's so much money on the table because like TikTok is the number is basically like the number one app in the country the tiktok celebrities it's made garnish yes. so much money in marketing dollars celebrities in general are good for the country's economy making mm-hmm. new ones being able to get brands from all the world to buy in you know what i mean so it's yeah, like yeah it, like when i first heard that i was like just the fact that someone like charlie d'amelio exists like the new like the new age pop star basically like social media pop star there's no way that america is going to just be so quick to be like get rid of that you know sure that that machine that generates so much interest in american pop culture right so someone's gonna buy it someone there's a certain amount of safety like like in that level of popularity and consumption right yeah and a lot of people and it's funny too because tiktok is you know very a lot like twitter in that it's very like immediate and reactionary Mm -hmm. to current events like the minute that Trump said that he was going to sell it or ban it, like hundreds of thousands of creators were like, oh, my God, we're all doomed. Follow yeah. all of my other social media accounts in case this one dies. Yeah. But I was always my first impression was always like, it's not going anywhere. Like, yeah. there's yeah. no way. Um, so I'm not too worried. And also, like, there's so many different ways to get around it, like VPNs mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like whenever I brought that up with people, they're like, oh, VPNs, like, I guess. But like, I don't know how to how to figure that out i'm like if you have a huge account and you can't be bothered to know how a vpn works i'm like i right. think you'd figure it out like it's yeah, not that yeah. hard so it was never a big worry for me i know it is a big worry for a lot of people in america for sure because again like i said for a lot of these creators like this is the first time they found this huge success yeah. and some of them aren't as popular on their other socials mm-hmm. um, or haven't had the time to really grow them so for a lot of them, like TikTok is their, you know, their their best bet. Right. Um, so the fact that, that that's getting threatened is definitely really worrying to them. But I I think it's going to all work out really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I think I think your uh, your mindset is is right. When there's that much money and marketing dollars specifically tied up in something it doesn't usually just disappear. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> not yeah. at all. Yeah. So I, out of curiosity, kind of segueing off that kind of. In response to that, I'm sure they were working on it before that, but Instagram rolled out their uh, Reels, I think is what it's called, which is like their TikTok clone. Have you messed with that at all? I have. Yeah, it's been interesting. Like it's it's it it is exactly what it sounds like. It is trying to be a a TikTok clone. Um, It doesn't have nearly as many features and Mm -hmm. the the sort of expanded details that tiktok has like it has okay. a, like tiktok you can film like up to a minute video okay reels it's only 15 seconds oh wow there's no option to expand it um yeah. as far as like the creation of audio you can save audios from other reels and try to make a video with yourself 
But for the most part, everyone's just putting their TikTok videos onto Reels. Right. Yeah. Um, like I haven't seen anyone make original content with Reels yet. Yeah. But it's it's been good. Like I know for myself, I've been taking TikTok videos and moving them onto Reels, and the views have definitely really expanded. Um, yeah. Like there's been a video that maybe got like three thousand views on TikTok, and I put it over to Reels, and I got like thirteen thousand. There was one video recently hmm. that just passed thirty thousand views on reels that was like four times better than when i posted it on tiktok so oh, wow. it's interesting but a lot of times yeah. when when social media apps dole out like a new feature they really want people to use it right. um so if you know you're in that first month of a new feature of an app to be rolled out and you're posting stuff on there chances are it's gonna expand really like really right, huge because right. they want people to use it a lot um but it's been good to to get it's just another base to get more content sure, out there sure um, and like I said earlier, like our Instagram is what we started with as a social mm. app for our DD content. So we have a really good follower base there. Um, and we get a lot of great engagement with our posts. Um, so having that mixed with TikTok uh, has been great. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's also a reason why, you know, like I said, like I've been on TikTok for a year and a half and have had this very slow kind of growth compared right. to others. Yeah. Um, but because we have such good standing follower bases on other apps like accumulatively it, it works out to be pretty substantial so if tiktok went away i'd be like well still got instagram so yeah <laughs> so if i were to after we finish interview today if i was to get on my phone and download tiktok besides you who are the D, &D creators i should follow i'll put you on the spot here <laughs> oh, jesus uh there there are so many out there like i love each and every uh D, &D creator that i've met on the app um so i'm sorry if i <laughs> if i don't include if i don't include you in this list please don't hate me i love you so much i'm just trying to remember on the spot but um like one shot questers amazing creator D, D mom uh tales of D, &D uh everyone associated with with the welcome in sarah's coffee the governor um oh man who else uh D, D corso denkles oh my god denkles makes these amazing D, D raps that he posts on tiktok and twitter and they are so so good um uh celestial seal like there's yeah there's so so many out there and i would just i would just say like just type in dungeons and dragons D, &D in the hashtags and just start cycling through and there's just a variety of D, &D tiktok creators making so much amazing content all very varied so just hop on there and you'll find someone that suits your sensibilities for sure it's, it's a good starter kit for me to kind of get uh get the ball rolling yeah, I'll, I'll go with these first and then go into the hashtags and I'll go from there and uh, and maybe I will wait a week before I delete the app or maybe <laughs> it'll maybe it'll stick this time, which is what I hope. Yeah. And um, oh, man, I'm like now I'm nervous. I'm like, I want to make sure I get other people. Right? No, 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 you're good. Um, but yeah, those are just a few that come off the top of my head. But there are a great selection of of creators on there for you to follow. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like wanting to make your own content, I mean, I think with making any kind of content, it's just like finding your voice and what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Like, again, there's people who make entirely long, highly produced skits. There's people who are more opinion based and give their, their opinions on like D&D, &D, books, genres, how they feel, um, their, their take on like how exclusive uh D, D can be especially with mm -hmm. like the lgtb geek uh b community um pe people of color that kind of thing um 
but it's all kind of represented in there. Um, so it's just whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever your flavor is, you can find it on the, in the D&D TikTok community for sure. So is it fair to say that you don't? Because I, I think this is what can be intimidating for people. I, I know I've felt this, um, you know, when I've tried to get on it before. Is it fair to say that you don't have to be the funniest person in the room to, you know, produce content on TikTok that people might uh, engage with? Because I think for those of us who don't use the app, you know, we just see the super funny, super viral videos that get shared around. But is there space, would you say, on the app for um, more serious content or more engaging content or more thoughtful content or something like that? Or is it all primarily kind of humor centric? Oh, not at all. It's it's extremely varied. Like there mm -hmm. are people making serious content. There are there are creators on the app that are making like serious skits, like theatrical, yeah, like vignettes, like uh, Banana Skins. Also, an amazing D and D creator uh, makes these awesome, almost like comic strippy, uh, dramatic scenes with his D and D characters. Um, there, yeah, there's a there's a ton on there that that make like serious content. Yeah, um, and it's just again, it's whatever you feel like expressing i think i think where it goes wrong is when people i think try to pretend they're someone they're not sure you know what yeah. i mean like maybe someone who um who thinks that they need to be funny mm -hmm. and is trying to make funny content and it's just not working and then they're like you know what today i'm just gonna i'm gonna share my thoughts on like and the situation with how drows and orcs are viewed in D and D, which right. is like a, a pretty hot button topic these days, um, and just share their real thoughts about it, and then that's the post that like gets shared a lot and gets a ton yeah. of views, and then you go, oh, okay, like this seems to be working, and then yeah. they just kind of start rolling with that and going with that. Um, I know creators that like they'll be entire, they'll make like six or seven posts in a day, and all they're doing is just answering because you can. Um, make video replies with comments oh, okay. um, and there'll be people just answering them, like asking them D D questions. Like what's your favorite class? What's your favorite character? What's your thoughts on this? And they'll just like reply to these videos and just give their two cents. And then those mm -hmm. videos will do really well. Um, so I think all in all, it's just, you know, it, it depends on your, on your personality, what, what, what you want to say as far as content goes. And sometimes yeah. just experimenting, uh, just seeing what sort of hits with an audience and just like, I'll try something funny. Oh, that didn't, that did okay. I'll try being serious. Oh, that did okay. I'll make an opinion piece. Well, that did really well. Like yeah. you kind of just got to kind of go in head first and see. And there's a lot of people that are on the app too, that, you know, have extremely small followings, but they're amazing supporters of the community. They're amazing mm -hmm. supporters of like our Twitch channels, our content. And then you become, start becoming actual friends with these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and even just in being friends, like you're sharing each other's posts, you're duetting each other's videos. Um, and then you just, everyone just gets again, like just gets involved in the community that way. Um, so it's been pretty cool to see it grow and, and just seeing more and more people kind of jump onto the app, uh, as it's, as it's gone on. But yeah, I think you just kind of got to, go with your gut and just see what happens. Yeah. And just find your voice. Right. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned hosting like a critical role viewing party, which is something that like before, before COVID was something I was actually looking to do. Cause there's a local movie theater chain that, uh, you know, serves great food and, and beer and everything. And I was like, man, it'd be so cool 
if on a slow night we could just do a, a critical role viewing party here <laughs> and we were talking about that and then the world exploded um so hopefully that'd be fun to do again but how did you how did you go from bartending and chatting with friends who were playing to kind of playing with them uh to you know being a critical role fan is that something you're really into now still oh yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah, well, then, we'll, yeah. then we'll talk about critical role awesome <laughs> oh yeah i've been a huge fan of critical role uh that's kind of is that how i got started i can't remember if i if i watched the show first or started playing D D first i mm-hmm. think i because when my friend started coming to the bar i worked at it was like talking about their sessions and because i've always i've been a, a pretty big nerd for a long time like my mom uh actually started working at ea sports when the company was first starting mm-hmm. out like yeah. back in the late 80s um like right around when i was born so from a very early age we were kind of like mainlined into like the nerd community like my mom would like play us like star wars indiana jones chris reeves superman and like vhs's yeah. and things like that and early disney and all of it and then started coming home with like you know the first nintendo games for that floppy disk games for yeah. the old like mac 2 and yeah, old apple pcs C, five and a half inch floppy yeah she helped make like i'm very proud of her she's a big influence on my life uh from being like one of the few women uh graphic artists at the time um uh that were just starting out um and all this nerdy influence over the years but like yeah coming home with like new ea games and like the newest systems and like getting me and my brother getting to play test them sometimes for the company yeah um so that's kind of like my nerddom began. And I've always been a big fan of fantasy, Lord of the Rings. I even mm-hmm. have like the one ring on my finger right yeah. now that I got as like a going away present when I graduated from high school. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like, now it's your journey now, Frodo. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so always been. And I, and I was also uh, for a long time a professional actor too when I was young, uh, like 16 to like 24, mm-hmm. I think, um, auditioning for TV and film and all of that. So on all aspects like entertainment filming loving it uh yeah, yeah. and so getting into D, i'm pretty sure my friends were talking to me about their games first and then when they start talking about it, like oh have you ever watched critical role as well um and then i think they had just started campaign two um when i started watching it in like 2015 2016 um and then just immediately like binge watched everything right off the gate and that's a lot of binge yeah it is but uh for myself i was i was bartending and starting to do uh, my own social media marketing work for companies so i'd like some days i work at home and work at the bar so i just have it on the background as i did stuff um and that opened up a whole new world as to like what this could be and i know for a lot of people critical role was the first sort of D &D experience Mm -hmm. um and for me, it was definitely a combination of critical role and then watching my friends play. Um, but sort of having an idea of what it is and then seeing critical role and then actually playing it, just realizing kind of the sky's the limit as to like the creativity of it. Um, so I played in their campaign. I think they were just finishing up uh, Rise of Tiamat, mm-hmm. which was fun. Um, and so we'd go to my friend's house every Saturday because then I got that shift off so I could play with them. So I would then go to my own bar at Saturday mornings and have mimosas with them and then go to their house and play D&D. And these were like, we would start at like noon and end at like 8 p.m. Yeah. Like long sessions. Yeah, good marathon sessions. Yeah, yeah. all the food, all the drinks. And we'd like go out afterwards on Saturday night and then just talk about our session. 
yeah. everyone like, what are you talking about? And like, ah, it's fine. You will understand. Um, hockey, hockey. We're yeah, talking about hockey, hockey. sports, yeah. football, that thing. Right. Um, yeah. And then I uh, was involved with another campaign for a while uh, after that that lasted just a couple months. Um, but it wasn't until we started doing this dice cream sandwich project that like we really went, me and my friend Jordy Rose and all the amazing people we have at our table that started that first campaign that we're still going on to this day yeah. of my partner, Amanda Bennett, Jesse Shaw, Jesse and Akala, uh, Emma, oh no, I forget your last name. No. Um, Emma Kaylee, all of them, uh, just fantastic D and D players and having started with curse of Strahd and then doing the streaming and then do get a, getting really, um, diving headfirst into making all this D and D content and then just watching kind of grow organically. And like, mm-hmm. we aren't, you know, the biggest channel around, like we're still pretty much cons- like, I would consider us still like small time creators as compo- as compared to others. But we now our Twitch channel now has like, you know, we went from through 200 followers. And then after we started posting like, that TikTok content, doing collaborations, we're now at, like 3000 followers on our Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have that, that fast of growth in only a few months time. Yeah. Really just shows the power of community. Right. I feel. And oh, for sure. The power of a positive social atmosphere that I think the, the D and D TikTok community really provides. And it's, it's been amazing. And, you know, we just ended that. We're, st- we're still doing our main campaign. We we ended the Curse of Strahd uh, campaign just before COVID hit, so we were able to kind of end that, bookmark that. I think our last, yeah, or no, actually our last stream was right when COVID hit. So our last us fighting Strahd was like all on webcams and doing the yeah. whole live streaming thing. Yeah, because we used to just stream it around our table, um, our IRL table. But um, yeah, and it, it's just been a whirlwind, and now we're we're gearing up for our season two of, of dice cream one shots in our, in our Twitch channel where we're going to, I'm going to be DMing my first campaign uh, with a bunch of D and D TikTok, TikTok creators. And I'm very stoked on that and really want the channel to start taking on this role of really supporting and helping get the word out about other D and D creators. Um, Mm. Which, you know, at the start of us starting this channel, we weren't really sure like what our goal was with it. But I think as it's gone on, like that's been one of the best positive aspects of our channels, like our Instagram, our Twitch, like sharing a lot of stuff that, you know, dice makers make or artists or people who make homebrew items, like resharing their stuff and just telling people about it. Or when we do our our dice cream one shots, bringing on different D&D creators, whether they're people with a lot of followers or very few yeah. Um, and just introducing them into the D and D TikTok or just D and D community as a whole, and then seeing them get asked to be on other streams afterwards, and some of them go on to start their own Twitch channels. That's been a really amazing positive reinforcement for doing all this, especially during the time that we're in right now. Um, it makes it it makes the whole process a lot less of a self indulgent project. Like yeah, how many more yeah. viewers I can get, how many more followers I can get, you know where can I get money and more focusing on like who have we haven't had had on the show yet? Like who can mm-hmm. we feature this week coming up and like trying to switch it up? Um, like one of our, one of our one shots, we had the whole, the whole story was 
had featured homebrew items from a D&D Instagram creator called uh, Furlborn Trading. And we used a bunch of his homebrew weapons that our yeah. players got to use. And it's just, you know, synergy, just like trying to yeah. mix them all in there. Um, and then, you know, helping him get reach out to a larger audience. So definitely want to keep that practice going because I feel just D&D as a game and as a hobby, you're reaching out, you're able to meet so many new people. And whether it's playing with your close friends or meeting people online through a Discord group or a Facebook group or whoever you meet like-minded people, I love that feeling I get when, you know, I, I, I have a new group of players on our Twitch channel and we play a game. And then, you know, two weeks later, I see them now on a different Twitch stream or, mm -hmm. or yeah. hosting their own channel. And, and I love that. That just makes me so very happy to see that happen. It, it's such a great place to, to practice that idea of a rising tide raising all ships. Yeah. Um, because, because what you're saying is true. And, you know, all people ask me sometime and again, I am. I also consider myself a, a small creator. Um, I think the numbers would back that up. So, like, I don't have a huge twi uh, Twitter following or anything. But um, you know, some people starting out will ask, like, "Hey, you know, how did how do you get more followers? Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Dude, you just have to engage with other people. If you focus only on promoting your own content, um, you just end up looking like a billboard. But it's when you start talking with people, having interaction, and this is Twitter specifically, but you know, sharing what other people are doing." that's when like a, a following kind of grows and it's, it's a more genuine one because it's built out of community and not purely transactional, if that makes sense. And so, and so I think it's absolutely true, like, like y'all's approach. And, and I think that's a great value to have for your channel and for the content you're producing. Yeah. Cause like I said, we've just been like, I like, I like, I know for myself, just been like making this up as I go along kind of right, thing. Yeah. I think we like, all are. Yeah. And I mean that influx of, 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 being able to gain the audience because i know like man growing a twitch channel from scratch is hard yeah it's very hard for a lot of people and and i feel you know a lot of people can get discouraged too because there's you know you hear stories about people trying to like i'm gonna start a twitch channel and whether they're streaming dnd &D or streaming just random video games mm -hmm. um you know it can it can take a long time to grow to get even yeah. like 500 followers let alone like getting into the thousands or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just feel so blessed that we were able to get that much attention as we did being able to collaborate and work with all these awesome creators on the platform. Um, but if TikTok can offer you anything, especially the D and D community, it is a wonderful way to tap into a very engaging group of amazing creators from all walks mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you're somebody out there who's thinking about starting a Twitch channel or maybe had started a Twitch channel and you got a little bit discouraged and you're just like, I'm just giving up, whatever. I mean, I would highly recommend getting on TikTok, start making content. Don't worry about your views or where it's going to go. Because um, we, especially we all in the d, d TikTok community, we see a lot of posts like, if your stuff's genuine, even if you just start commenting on other people's posts, you start to recognize those same people and see them. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then, you know, when they make posts or, and especially like during this time of COVID, like there's been a lot of people who are going through hard times, dealing with a lot of mental health issues, uh, whatever it may be. And some people will post about that. And you'll just see this influx of support, especially if they're in the D&D &D TikTok community, because we see their content every day. And 
whether some of us may talk to each other on a more personal level, uh, we feel like we know them because we see their content every day. We comment on their stuff. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely just, just I just want to be really encouraging and say like, if you tried to start something and it didn't go very well, I mean, give it another shot. Try yeah. like definitely on TikTok, like the opportunity is there. If someone like a schmuck like me can get any kind of audience, I guarantee anyone There's hope can. for all of us. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome, dude. Where can people, if people want to find you on TikTok, find you guys on Twitch, social, uh, and we'll drop links to all of this in the show notes, but where can they find you to check out y'all's content? Oh man, well, we're on pretty much all social media at Dice Cream Sandwich. Uh, the TikTok has an extra H at the end because I was stupid and made a dice cream sandwich account then couldn't remember the password and had no. to delete it um, so there's an extra h on the tiktok account yeah uh, but all of our other socials twitter uh youtube instagram all dice cream sandwich uh and like i said we're we're still going on with our our main campaign that's now two years running um this is kind of our season our our campaign two that my amazing friend jordy rose uh is the dm for and this story is all homebrewed it's okay. wicked uh we are having a blast with it um it's it's set in um in the sword coast and so that's every tuesday at around 7 7 30 p.m pst and uh we're getting ready to gear up for our season two of dice cream one shots uh that'll be airing we're going to be dropping that in september um so just keep an eye out on our socials for the official announcement drops but i like for the campaign that I'm going to be DMing, I just got all the character submissions from the players that I have organized and we're starting to gear up all the new one shots. So yeah, very exciting. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, we're going to keep the conversation going. If you are a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash roll for persuasion. And that means you have access to the special exclusive podcast feed that includes the zone of truth segments that we do after the outro music on each and every episode where me and my guests just kind of, a uh, talk about whatever we feel like usually things that my guest is like hyped about they're fans of uh, hobbies maybe outside of dnd kevin did you have something in mind that you uh that you're into that you want to chat about for our, our segment oh man i am super into video games right now just because of the quarantine <laughs> like a lot of like big towels in there but also uh yeah. films and 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 movies especially i've been okay. a big uh cinephile for a long long time and okay. the whole DC fandom thing just happened recently for right, those of you who right. are comic book fans, which I am a huge one as well. Um, so a lot of huge, exciting news came out from that with like the new Batman trailer that dropped yeah, and a bunch yeah. of info on all the new DC movies that are coming out. So I can definitely nerd about that for a while. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I think, yeah, I think we'll probably chat movies. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on video games and movies cause I'm curious what you're playing, but yeah, the, yeah. uh, the Batman trailer was, was oh, something else. Boy. Yeah. Give I, me, give me moody, uh, Robert Pattinson and, you know, give me cool. gritty David Fincher esque murder mystery, long mm -hmm. Halloween vibes any day, all day, every day. Well, <laughs> awesome. Well, if, if you guys want access to that and all the prior zone of truth segments, you can support the show at patreon.com slash roll for persuasion. You can also submit questions for guests, um, get kind of early access to in info about the show and some other cool stuff. I like to throw dice out to people and, you know, just whatever kind of we feel like doing. It's a fun place. Please feel free to join. And the Zone of Truth segment is brought to you by my friends at Smuggler's Coffee, makers of the nerdiest and most delicious coffee in the known galaxy. You can check them out, store.smugglerscoffee.com. They are brewing up awesome, awesome stuff each and every day. If you want some delicious beans, please go check them out. And thank you to them 
for supporting the show. And of course, you can always follow the show at Roll Persuasion on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out rollforpersuasion.com where I've been dropping some uh, nerdy D&D t-shirts. So if you want a cool t-shirt that I made, you can go there and get one. You can also shoot me an email, Andrew at rollforpersuasion.com just if you feel like chatting. Always like talking with you guys. And yeah, we're bringing up some uh, some more pretty awesome guests in the coming weeks. Some very cool stuff in the works that we'll be announcing very soon. So make sure you keep an eye on Twitter and email because that stuff is... Uh, You don't want to miss it. I'm pretty excited about it. And hopefully we'll be announcing in just a couple of weeks. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening and enjoy your games.